Let's take a turn into the left. To the left. To the left. To the left. Uh, maybe that was about NASCAR. Yeah. What do you think? To the box to the left. On a scale of like 1 to 10, was that about NASCAR? Yeah, I'd say it's about like a 9. On a scale of 1 to 10, what is NASCAR? Huh? On a scale of 1 to 10, what is NASCAR? Um, I don't know. I think that's uh, pretty accurate. I think that's the question to uh, find out. You figure that out and you know the answer to life and stuff. I gotta tell you, I wasn't really paying attention. Whoa, whoa. Wow, wow. Oh, that's a good song that we should sing. We should definitely sing copywritten music. We can get away with this because it's technically parody. Wow, chicka chicka, wow, chicka, wow, wow. So please don't sue us, Bon Jovi. No, we do it. It's my <laughs> wife. My name is Borat. <laughs> and I, I live in Kazakhstan, Matt. Snow rat. Uh, All right. <laughs> we did it. I hate about you. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, we surprise saw, for another... saw that coming. If you saw it coming... Another several weeks thumb, in a row. A couple thumbs up right here for you, if you can see them. Yeah. Uh, so this week, we're going to do something I've been wanting to do for a little while. I just needed to actually get my button gear and uh, do a little bit of the, the, pre, the pre-production work on it. And uh, we are uh, going to do this entire episode uh, in the nude. Yep. I was just about to say that too, completely nude. You've been getting your button gear all week for this. Yeah, been doing squats and sit-ups and uh, planks mm-hmm. and just that. And, and by doing planks, you mean like doing planks, right? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I was having sex with uh, Johnny 2 by 4s best Jeez. friend from uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's dark. That's the thing I just said. You can't take it back. Can't say it. Nope. 
But yeah, anyway, um, this episode is different. Tell us all about it. Uh, so this episode, I'm going to be reading uh, some selections from the SCP Foundation website. The what? No. You need to tell me a little bit more about this. Okay, so from... And actually, because I still don't quite yeah, understand yeah. what's going on. Uh, so this is from the uh, SCP Foundation's Wikipedia page. Do we know so what SCP stands for? Uh, this will explain. Oh, okay. Okay, so the SCP Foundation is a fictional organization uh, documented by the web-based collaborative fiction project of the same name. So the SCP Foundation is the um, f- the the title of it. So we don't know what SCP stands for, though? It stands for Secure, Contain, and Protect. It has a couple okay, meanings, okay. but that's like the generally accepted okay. one. Um. So, within the website's fictional setting, the SCP Foundation is responsible for locating and containing individuals, entities, locations, and objects that violate natural laws, referred to as SCPs. Uh, so, the real world the real world website is uh, community based and includes elements of many genres such as horror, science fiction, and urban fantasy. Whoa. Um, so, on the uh, SCP Foundation's wiki, uh, which is the, the actual website itself, uh, scpwiki.com, uh, uh, the majority of works consist of special containment procedures, structured internal documentation that describes an SCP object and the means of keeping it contained. Uh, the website also contains thousands of Foundation tales, Short stories set within the universe of the SCP Foundation. So, okay, just to make sure, was this, does this have to do with that thing you sent me a long time ago about that Beastie Boys portal thing or whatever that was? Yeah, yeah, the people that um, used, uh, who is the deceased Beastie Boy? Is it Adam Um, Adam Yop or whatever? uh, Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Ad Rock? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they. um, Or is it Mike D? I don't know. The dead Beastie Boy, some people, yeah, try to use his body to do some sort of thing, and they end up inadvertently creating a portal to some dimension. Okay, so that is that. Yeah. So so that's kind kind of the thing about this is, this is weird horror stuff, but it's like, it can be very weird. And it is on more of a, on a, it is fictional. Yes, this is all fictional. None of this is real. Um... But yeah, yeah, so um, uh, the series has been praised for its ability to convey horror through its scientific and academic writing style, as well as as its high standards of quality. So that's another thing about the website, is that each article, basically uh, people on it can upvote or downvote it, and if it gets to a certain threshold of downvotes, it'll be removed because it's lacking in overall quality. Cool, cool. Um, so they're just weeding out the... Yeah, there's a self-weeding process and people can go back. People, the authors of it can go back and edit it. So okay. they can make revisions to it. They can expand on it. They can... Fix whatever flubs they've yeah. uh, originally... Yeah, it's a living document. Wrote themselves into. Um, so I'm going to start off with the original SCP. SCP-173. Um, so yeah, this was the first one ever created. Um, I think it was originally posted to 4chan. Um, okay. To do it, 
not going to defend 4chan. Um, but yes, uh, we'll start off. So this is item number SCP-173. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. Item SCP-173 is to be kept in a, lock, in a locked container at all times. When personnel enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at any time, and the door is to be, is to be relocked behind them. Two per, at all times, two persons must maintain direct eye contact with SCP-173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Description Moved to Site-19 in 1993, origin is as of yet unknown. It is constructed from concrete and rebar with traces of Krylon brand spray paint. SCP-173 is animate and extremely hostile. The object cannot move while in direct line of sight. Line of sight must not be broken at any time with SCP-173. Personnel assigned to enter container are instructed to alert one another before blinking. Object is reported to attack by snapping the neck at the base of the skull or by strangulation. In the event of an attack, personnel are to observe Class 4 hazardous object containment procedures. Personnel report sounds of scraping stone or originating from within the container when no one is present inside. This is considered normal, and any change in this behavior should be reported to acting HMCL supervisor on duty. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is, is a combination of feces and blood. Origin of these materials is unknown. The enclosure must be cleaned on a bi-weekly basis. So they're uh, fallen angels from Doctor Who. Kind of, and then here's a picture of it, because some of them have pictures. Oh yeah, that's different though. Yeah. It's kind of like a weird peanut man. Cool. Uh, this one's unique, too, because since it was the first one uh, and there hadn't been, like, an established website, um, it is the uh, the actual picture is from, it's an art piece called Untitled uh, 2004 by the artist Izumi Kato. Um <clears throat> Yeah, just uh, if people want to look that up, uh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of it, it since it was the first one, uh, it's kind of become the mascot of the okay. of the world. Um, so what do you think of that? So that's kind of the first one. It's kind of a little bit spooky. Some of them are, are shorter like that. Some of them are a little bit longer. Mm. Um, but what do you think? That's um, <laughs> I I'm. I'm I'm down to hear some more. Yeah, you see, that's it, this is the kind of horror stuff I like, where it's just it's kind of vague. It, I guess I I guess this is this is all new to me, kind of. Okay. So yeah, okay. I'm down so, to see. I'm down to see where this goes. So yeah, that that's a thing I did. I did look up a list of some good ones to begin with. Some some good ones that are kind of a good broad mix of what this what this site kind of holds. Um, so yeah, I decided to start off with the first one because mm. that's all, that's always a good place to 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 go. Because that's another thing. But we're not. So I, I guess are we character? Are these like completely 
thought up things or are these like depictions of already created things? So it can sometimes it seems like someone just sometimes it seems like someone saw a cool picture and kind of based it off that or sometimes it's a fully fleshed out idea or sometimes it is an edited picture to go along with it. But I mean, so it's based off of pictures? No, no, not oh. every one of them has pictures. Some of them okay. do. I guess I'm saying don't. based off of like you see a monster in some movie or a show. Are you going to find stuff that characterizes that kind of stuff out more? Kind of. You know, like but what the hell's the, mo- you know, whatever the monster is in Cloverfield. Like, are there, no, are, it's is there gonna, like it, shit like that? It's going to be more, uh, it's. Aside I, from the description, that sounded like the stone things from Doctor. Yeah, and that, so that's like, what that's... I'd say. That's what I'd say is this one sets up more of a of a tone of of format, how it is um, set up for uh, item number, object class, special containment procedure, and then a description of the actual object. Okay, and um, and then kind of setting up it where it's just like this is an odd foundation that this is an odd thing. This is an odd people that must be collecting and cataloging all this um so what is the next one um i don't think i'll read this one because it is very long and it has a lot of appendages and addendums. <laughs> um but if anyone's interested this is scp uh 106 a creature that can pull you into a shadow dimension to hunt you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's fucking. It's a. It's a pretty long one. Well, it's not. It's not as long as they come, but it is still pretty long. Um, but why did they say I should read that? Oh yeah, because it's a. Um, it's a. It yeah, that one's one oh six is a very early one still, but it's also like a good example of very good writing. Okay, there's also a thing in the SCP in SCPs um, where there's a lot of stuff that's information that's redacted. So like stuff that's uh, like here, I can show you stuff that's like blacked out. Okay. Stuff. Um, and so with that, they, it's more of the like um, letting the vagueness letting your mind fill in fill in blanks for you okay so that okay yeah so So fictionally done blanked out kind of stuff yeah okay yeah it's like someone went through and just like oh this this information is not for the general general right no i understand the what they're going for so yeah there's um different classes of like scps um so like the first one that we read that was euclid um it's kind of vague what euclid means uh there's three different main ones that were used early on where it's um safe euclid and keter or yeah keter or keter uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's just mm. a word I've read, but it's key. It's a uh, K A K E T E R. Um, but this one, uh, SCP zero nine six, is another Euclid one, and this kind of this one kind of explains a little bit more what Euclid means. So safe is basically safe's easy to describe. They have it contained in a way that it can't escape 
and it is ba- it is practically safe. Um, okay. So it's safe to interact with generally, or it is safely contained. Okay. While Euclid, I think, means that it poses more of a threat of escape, but it's not completely. And then Keter is, this is a very dangerous object, and it, it poses a high risk of escape. Okay. I think it, 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 there's, it gets a little bit more complicated. It, there's, like, degrees in there. It's va- it, it's kind of vague. Um, and it's a little bit just like we've got these cool word we've got these cool words to use, and they're kind of vague, <laughs> so we just kind of don't have a, a lot to a lot to mess around with. I think most of these I have are in the earlier ones. I think I've only got a couple that are above a um, hundred, uh, but there's like thousands of these. Um, yeah, and there's also like different ones for um, different languages too. Mm. Like different countries will have their own specific. Oh, I can ones imagine. It's just like yeah, this cool shit to get down on. Um, so yes, SCP zero nine six, object class Euclid, special containment procedures. SCP-096 is to be contained in its cell, a 5 meter by 5 meter by 5 meter airtight steel cube at all times. Weekly checks for any cracks or holes are mandatory. There are absolutely no video surveillance or optical tools of any kind inside. Security personnel will use pre-installed pressure sensors and laser detectors to ensure to ensure SCP-096's presence inside the cell. Any and all photos, videos, or recordings of SCP-096's likeness are strictly forbidden without approval from Dr. and O5 Description SCP-096 is a humanoid creature measuring approximately 2.38 meters in height. Subject shows very little muscle mass, with preliminary analysis of body mass suggesting mild malnutrition. Arms are grossly out of proportion with the rest of the subject's body, with an approximate length of 1.5 meters each. Skin is mostly devoid of pigmentation, with no signs of any body hair. SCP-096's jaw can open to four times the norm of an average human. Other facial features remain similar to an average human, with the exception of the eyes, which are also devoid of pigmentation. It is not yet known whether SCP-096 is blind or not. It shows no signs of of any higher brain functions and is not considered to be sapient. SCP-096 is normally extremely docile. With pressure sensors inside its cell, indicating it spends most of the day pacing by the eastern wall. However, when someone views SCP-096's face, whether it be directly, via recording, or even a photograph, it will enter a stage of considerable considerable emotional distress. SCP-096 will cover its face with its hands and begin screaming, crying, and battling incoherently approximately one to two minutes after first viewing. SCP-096 will begin running to the person who viewed its face, who will from this point be referred to as SCP-096-1. Documented speeds have varied from 35 kilometers an hour to 
kilometers per hour and seem to depend on distance from SCP-096-1. At this point, no known material or method can impede SCP-096's progress. The actual position of SCP-096-1 does not seem to affect SCP-096's response. It seems to have an innate sense of SCP-096-1's location. Note, this reaction does not occur when viewing artistic depictions. See document 096-1. Upon arriving at SCP-096-1's location, SCP-096 will proceed to kill and data expunge uh, SCP-096-1. 100% of cases have left no traces of SCP-096-1. SCP-096 will then sit down for several minutes before regaining its composure and becoming docile once again. It will then attempt to make its way back to its natural habitat. Data redacted. Due to the possibility of mass chain reaction, including breach of Foundation security and large civilian loss of life, retrieval of subject should be considered alpha priority. Dr. has also petitioned for immediate termination of SCP-096. See interview 096-1. Termination order has been approved and is to be carried out by Dr. on data redacted. And then there's another incident log there for, for what happens there, but it, spoiler, doesn't turn out well. Ooh. These things are hard to kill a lot of the time. I can imagine. And then last up, we have a, um, well, still an SCP-096 uh, is an audio log from interview zero, it's a transcript of uh, interview 096-1. Interviewer, Dr. Interviewed, Captain, retired. Former commander of retrieval team Zulu 9-A. Retrieval incident number 096-1A. Captain, it's always, it always sucks ass to get initial retrieval duty. You have no idea what the damn thing is capable of besides what jacked up information the field techies can scrape up. And you're lucky if they even tell you the whole story. They told us to bag and tag. Didn't tell us jack shit about not looking at the damn thing. Dr. Could you describe the mission, please? Captain. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. We had two choppers. One with my team and one on backup with Zulu 9-B and Dr. We spotted the target about two clicks north of our patrol path. I'm guessing he wasn't facing our direction, or else he would have taken us out then and there. Dr. Your report says SCP-096 didn't react to the cold. It was negative Celsius out there. Captain. Actually, it was negative And yes, it was butt naked and didn't so much as shiver. Anyways, we landed, approached the target, and Corporal got ready to bag it. That's when Dr. called. I turned to answer it, and, uh, I turned to answer it, and that's what saved me. The target must have turned my whole squad when it saw it. Dr. That's when SCP-096 entered an agitated emotional state. Kept Yep. Interviewed now pauses for a second before continuing. Sorry.
Got the willies for a second. Dr. That's all right. Captain Yeah, well, I never saw its face. My squad did, and they paid for it up the ass. Dr. Could you describe it a little more, please? Captain Pauses. Yeah, yeah. It started screaming at us and crying. Not animal roaring, though. It sounded exactly like a person. Really fucking creepy. Pauses again. We started firing when it picked up Corporal and ripped off his leg. God, he was screaming for help. Fucking A. Anyway, we were blowing chunks out of the target round after round. Didn't do jack shit. I almost lost it when it started to data expunged him. Dr. That's when he ordered the use of a papers heard moving. AT-4 HEDT launcher? Captain An anti-tank gun. Started carrying it ever since SCP got loose. I've seen those tear through tanks like tissue paper. Did the same thing to the target. Dr. There was significant damage to SCP-096. Captain It didn't even fucking flinch. It kept tearing apart my squad but with half its torso gone. He draws a large half circle around his torso. Dr. But it was taking damage? Captain If it was, it wasn't showing it. It must have lost all its organs, all its blood, but it didn't acknowledge any of it. Its bone structure wasn't hurt at all, though. It kept tearing apart my squad. Dr. So no actual structural damage. How many rounds would you say were fired at SCP-096? Captain At least a thousand. Our door gunner kept his GAU-19 on it for at least 20 seconds. 20 fucking seconds. Whoa. That's 650 caliber rounds pumped into that thing. Might as well have been spitting at it. Dr. This is when Zulu-9B arrived. Captain Yeah. My squad was gone. Zulu 9B managed to get the bag over its head and it was and just sat down. We got it on the chopper and got it here. I don't know how I never saw its face. Maybe God or Buddha or whoever thought I should live. The jackass. Dr. We have obtained an artist's depiction of SCP-096's face. Would you like to view it? Captain pauses. You know? After hearing that thing screams, and the screams of my men, I don't think I want to put a face to what I heard. No. Just, no. Dr. Alright, I believe we're done here. Thank you, Captain. Chairs are heard moving and footsteps leave the room. Captain retired. Is confirmed to have left interview room 22. Dr. Let this be on record that I'm formally requesting SCP-096 be terminated as soon as possible. Okay. So, here's a little thing. Hmm. I know how his termination thing goes. It goes poorly because he tries to have a... have a, Basically, he sets up a group of um, uh, soldiers with goggles that are supposed to scramble 
SCP-096's face. But it doesn't? Uh, it does, but there is just like uh, not one microsecond where, but right yeah, before I the scramble imagine. kicks in, yeah, and it just fucks everything, yeah. Uh, but yes, that was uh, SCP-096. Uh, that one's kind of fame. That that's another famous one. Um, but yeah, that's more that's more kind of Euclid. Is Euclid things are kind of hard to keep. In, they're not hard to like contain. Right, but they're, they're not going to get out. Get out. But yeah, if they're, they're on their mission. They'll they've got yeah they've got a lot of things that can they've got special conditions that so can, does that thing pass through walls or how does that just bust through it? It's oh, just, okay, nothing can stop it. it. I see. Yeah. I see. Also, does that mean, so if something were to take a picture of it and somebody saw a picture of it like a hundred miles away, it would just know who did it? It would instantly, it would instantly break out of containment and start making uh, essentially a straight line for that person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do they make eye contact with it through the video? Um, it's just cool. looking, it's just looking at its face. Uh, it's right, just right. But if you like face. see a pi- its face in a picture, will it like look up at you and like in the picture, would the picture move and turn its head and look at you or would it just know in real life? And you think it definitely knows in real life. Over? If this was a movie, yes, it definitely would do that. Well, that's cool and creepy. I'm definitely not going to uh, think about that while I'm trying to sleep tonight. Um, so next up is SCP-902. One out. Uh, they, they might get there eventually. Ooh, that one's going to be good. Um, so this one is a good example of um, of a mimetic hazard. Okay. Um, which I'll kind of explain it after I'm done reading. This one's also on Got a real poop sprayer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this one is also a pretty short one, too. Okay. I won't have large sections of me uh, doing uh, short stories. Redacted. Redacted. Dr. Redacted. It's actually going to be really fun because every time I say redacted, there's going to be a beat. You started saying redacted to the point, though, <laughs> where redacted started to sound more like a word for said. Uh, Doctor redacted, and then he redacted back at him. So then he redacted. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> it, just, it kind of felt more like... Uh, every time you say redacted, that's just going to be a bleep. Every time we say redacted, it's just a bleep. I feel like that's a way to... um um um. This is gonna answer to something. Answer something. This is gonna be you. You redacted it. Yeah. This is gonna be such a bleep heavy episode. Um. Okay. So, item number. Are you gonna Are you gonna actually bleep all those? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, this episode has work to it. Okay, I'm all about that. (laughs) Uh, item number SCP zero. Nope. Item number SCP-902. Uh, object class, Keter. Special containment procedures. SCP-902 has been relegated to Arctic Base Theta-12, the only SCP to be contained at this site. This site is to be staffed by a team of 50 security personnel. At this time, no research is to be done on, on SCP-902. Knowledge of SCP-902 beyond its number is to be limited to level 3 staff and lower. 
It is imperative that only a limited number of senior staff know about the existence of SCP-902. Only 105 is allowed to know about SCP-902 at any time. In, a, in the event of a security breach from inside Arctic Base Theta-12, the on-site hydrogen bomb is to be detonated remotely. SCP-902 must be guarded at all times against premature destruction. Description. SCP-902 is a box roughly the size of an adult human head. It measures 30 centimeters by 15 centimeters by 19 centimeters. It appears to be an ammunition box of a type used roughly 30 years ago, despite this item having been in the Foundation's custody for roughly 60 years. SCP-902 is made of lead. The composition of the item inside SCP-902 is unknown. SCP-902 emits what has been described as a ticking sound, and anyone who hears this sound becomes convinced that the item is counting down. When opened, the box appears empty. However, the ticking remains. The object continues counting down. Anyone who becomes aware of SCP-902, whether through personal interaction or by reading this report, becomes convinced that whatever is inside the box is horribly dangerous and needs to be destroyed as soon as it finishes counting down, what? and not before. Staff exposed to SCP-902 will typically continue to attempt to open the, and then close the box, trying to find the object inside. There is no object. There is an object. It has to be destroyed when the countdown stops. We are doing great work. We have to be stopped. So that is kind of the introduction of a memetic hazard. Something, okay. uh, it's basically, it's a viral it, thought. Yeah, it'll make somebody, it'll make yeah. people it, go crazy. It, it, well, it's really, not just that. It's it's just basically, it's an, ob, it's an idea that can spread itself. Is it bad that when you mentioned the countdown timer, I thought of the countdown timer from Countdown? That starts, that's what I imagine plays in everybody's. so that was that was a description of a meme or or not a meme but a a memetic object okay or um so this is a the next one we're going to read is an anti-meme or an anti-memetic object so it's if you if you can take the idea of a of a viral thought, basically something that infects your your mind with an idea, think of the opposite, mm-hmm. and that's what you got here. Uh, this one's a little bit longer; it's not too long. Uh, I'm gonna have a little conversation with myself near the end. Ooh. Um, but yeah, back to me reading reading you some stories, some spooky ghost stories. Ooh. You should have told me this beforehand, and I would have plugged in my uh, fog machine, my little fake fog fireplace, and we could have had a little campfire for the spooky stories. Wouldn't that make it like a? I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Isn't that how? Is it one of those fake fires that's got like the? There's no heater in it. No, no, that that's got like just it's just basically a light with some like ribbons that kind of fan. Kind of. All right. Um, 
So item number SCP zero five five. Without me, man. Sorry, I've been meaning to bust that one out this entire episode as well. Um, so object class Keter. Special containment. God damn it. Uh, special containment procedures. Object is kept within a 5 by 5 by 2.5 meter square room constructed of cement, uh, 50 centimeters thickness, with a Faraday cage surrounding the cement walls. Access is by a heavy contaminant door measuring 2 by 2.5 meters constructed on bearings to ensure door closes and locks automatically unless held open deliberately. Security guards are not to be posted outside SCP-055's room. It is further advised that all personnel maintaining or studying other SCP objects in the vicinity try to remain a distance of at least 50 meters from the geometric center of the room, as long as this is reasonably practical. Description. SCP-055 is a self-keeping secret or anti-meme. Information about SCP-055's physical appearance as well as its nature, behavior, and origins is self-classifying. To clarify, how Site-19 originally acquired SCP-055 is unknown. When SCP-055 was obtained and by whom is unknown. SCP-055's physical appearance is unknown. It is not indescribable or invisible. Individuals are perfectly capable of entering SCP-055's container and observing it, taking mental or written notes, making sketches, taking photographs, and even making audio-slash-video recordings. An extensive log of such observations is on file. However, information about SCP-055's physical appearance leaks out of a human mind soon after such an observation. Individuals tasked with describing SCP-055 afterwards find their minds wandering and lose interest in the task. Individuals tasked with sketching a copy of, of a photograph of SCP-055 are unable to remember what the photograph looks like as are researchers overseeing these tests, the security personnel who have observed SCP-055 via closed-circuit television cameras emerge after a full shift exhausted and effectively amnesiatic uh, about the events of the previous hours. It is unknown who authorized the construction of SCP-055's containment room, why it was constructed in this way, or what the purpose of the described containment procedures may be. Despite SCP-055's container being easily accessible, all personnel at Site-19 claim no knowledge of SCP-055's existence when challenged. All of these facts are periodically rediscovered, usually by chance readers of this file, causing a great deal of alarm. This state of concern lasts minutes at most before the matter is simply forgotten about. A great deal of scientific data has been recorded from SCP-055, but cannot be studied. 
At least one attempt has been made to destroy SCP-055, or possibly remove it from containment at Site-19 to another site, meeting failure for unknown reasons. SCP-055 may present a major physical threat, and indeed may have killed hundreds of personnel, and we would not know. Certainly it presents a gigantic mimetic-slash-mental threat, hence its Keter classification. Document number 055-1, an analysis of SCP-055. The author puts forward the hypothesis that SCP-055 was never formally acquired by and is in fact an autonomous or remotely controlled agent inserted at Site-19 by an unidentified third party for one or all of the following purposes. To silently observe or interfere with site activities, to silently observe or interfere with activities at other SCP locations, to silently observe or interfere with activities of humanity worldwide, to silently observe or interfere with other SCP objects, to silently observe or interfere with no action to counter any of these potential threats is suggested, or indeed theoretically possible. Addendum A. Hey, is this thing really an anti-meme? Why doesn't the fact that it's an anti-meme get wiped? We must be wrong about that somehow. Wait a minute. What if we were to keep notes about what it isn't? Would we remember those? Bartholomew Hughes, NSA. Document number 055-2, Report of Dr. John Marichek. Survey Team number 19-055-127BXE was successfully able to enter SCP-055's container and ascertain the appearance and, to some degree, the nature of the object. Notes were taken according to project methodology, see after which the container was sealed again. Excerpt from a transcript of personnel debriefing follows. Dr. Hughes. Okay, I'm going to need to ask you some questions about number 55 now. Num number what? Is it Dr. Hughes or Dr. Connery? It's Dr. Hughes. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I missed, I missed. I, 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 I'm getting into uh, the character, buddy. Dr. Hughes. SCP Object 55, the object you just examined. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think we have a 55, Dr. Hughes. Okay, then. I'd like you to tell me what you've been doing for the past two hours. What? I... Subject appears uncomfortable. I... I don't know. Dr. Hughes. Okay, then do you remember that we all agreed that it wasn't spherical? That what wasn't... Oh, right! It isn't round at all. Object 55 isn't round. Dr. Hughes. So you remember now? Well, no... I mean, I don't know what it is, but I know there is one. 
It's something you can't remember. And it's not a sphere. Dr. Hughes. Wait a minute. What's not a sphere? Object 55. Dr. Hughes. Object what? Doc, do you remember agreeing that something wasn't shaped like a sphere? Dr. Hughes. Oh, right! And that is the end of that, uh, that debriefing, uh, but the SCP continues. Uh, it appears to be possible to remember what SCP-055 is not, negations of fact, uh, and to repeatedly deduce its existence from these memories. Personnel involved in survey number 19-055-127BXE reported moderate levels of disorientation and psychological trauma associated with cycles of repeated memory and forgetfulness of SCP-055. However, no long-term behavioral or health problems were observed, and psych assessments of surveyed personnel show uh, consistent uh, reports of this distress fading over time. Recommendations? It may be worthwhile to post at least one staff member capable of remembering the existence of SCP-055 to each critical site. So yeah, that's that one's simple. It's an object you yeah. can't remember what it is, but you can't remember what it isn't. Huh. Huh. It's still it's still fuzzy to remember, but but it's there maybe. It is a thing. It is a physical thing. But you can't remember what it is, or uh, what it looks, what it looks like. Oh, this one will be fun. I get to do a Reagan impression. Oh, so uh, what did you think of that one? Um, I don't remember. And that's clever. That's a good way to say you weren't paying attention. No, I've. I'm busting. I've. Uh, uh, it was it was definitely not something, but it was something. Uh, so we've got a spooky one and then a funny one, uh, and then I think I think that'll do it. Allah, stop assaulting you with my weird internet <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I just want I just want to force this on someone, and this was, <laughs> this was a great excuse. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, item number SCP-19, <laughs> uh, item number SCP-1981, object class safe, special containment procedures, SCP-1981 is to be kept inside a secure video storage unit at the media archives of site redacted. When in use, SCP-1981 should not be removed from its casings or exposed to any strong magnetic sources. A Betamax home video system and an analog television has been provided in Observation Theater Number 2 at site as well as video equipment to record viewings. Description SCP-1981 is a standard Betamax tape. Ronald Reagan cut up while talking, 
has been handwritten on the adhesive sticker in felt tip pen. Laboratory analysis indicates that SCP-1981 is made up of ordinary material and serial numbers correspond with home cassette tapes produced in September of 1980. SCP-1981 was intentionally encountered by a filing clerk in the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in 1991, who upon watching it alerted the police with the intent to find the tape's creators and press, quote, obscenity charges. A low-level police investigation was conducted, at which point the Foundation was alerted and secured SCP-1981. Class A amnestics were administered before could be notified. Further investigation of the library's records by Foundation personnel failed to yield any leads on SCP-1981's origin. SCP-1981 appears to be a home video recording of former United States President Ronald Reagan delivering his, quote, evil empire speech to the National Association of Evangelicals at Sheraton Twin Towers Hotel, Orlando, Florida, on March 8th, 1983. However, at 1 minute and 10 seconds, the, spe the speech begins to deviate heavily, eventually resembling no known speech ever made by Reagan. Beginning at approximately 5 minutes, multiple incisions, lacerations, and penetration wounds can be seen slowly inflicted, though no corresponding source of these wounds is visible. Despite suffering bodily harm that would likely incapacitate an ordinary person, Reagan will continue to deliver his speech until either his vocal cords are severed or the tape degrades to static at 22 minutes and 34 seconds. Upon rewinding SCP-1981 and initiating playback, Reagan will deliver an entirely new speech, often radically different from the ones previously observed. Topics have included torture, child molestation, and ritual sacrifice. Trauma inflicted upon Reagan also appears to be divergent, with impalement, genital mutilation, and having all been observed. In roughly one in seven viewings of SCP-1981, a figure clothed in black robes with a conical hood will have replaced a random member of Reagan's press detail, henceforth referred to as SCP-1981-1. The significance of the appearance of SCP-1981-1 is currently unknown. The speeches delivered by Reagan are mostly incoherent, lacking any sort of underlying thematic structure and largely being composed of nonsensical anecdotes and parables. However, occasional references are made to future events that Reagan could not possibly have known about or predicted, such as the September 11th terrorist attack, the results of the 2008 Russian elections, and... For this reason, rigorous time and effort has been devoted to recording the speech delivered on each playback. Attempts to replicate SCP-1981 onto similar Betamax tapes have met with failure. However, cameras used to record televisions SCP-1981 is broadcast on have succeeded in capturing individual playbacks. 
Any observations performed on SCP-1981 must be recorded on the camcorder provided and delivered for subsequent review to Dr. B uh, project supervisor. Years of natural magnetic interference have severely degraded SCP-1971 signal quality, making it even more difficult to sift meaningful information from playbacks. Additionally, the gruesome nature of the mutilations performed upon Reagan have become described as extremely disturbing, and for this reason, it is recommended that any personnel feeling squeamish or ill after playback visit the on-site psychiatric facility for a level 3 evaluation. As Ronald Reagan was alive at the time of SCP-1981's containment, a surveillance net was deployed to establish any relation between him and SCP-1981. No known connection was developed, though Reagan would frequently complain about nightmares before his mental state deteriorated due to Alzheimer's. Excerpt from video transcript of recording made on 1993. Reagan. A renewal of this tra- Fuck. Oh, yeah, fuck. I have to figure That's out what perfect. a Reagan is. That's perfect. Well. Old-timey English. As a renewal of the traditional values of this... <laughs> well, I say. Well, as I a re- say. As a renewal of these traditions. Okay. <laughs> Fucking A, man. I'm going to also have... This is going to, like... Some of this is word salad. All right. Reagan. A renewal of the traditional values that have been the the tendons of this country's strength. One recent survey by a Washington-based researcher concluded that Americans were far more willing to participate in cannibalism than they have been in the past hundred years. America is a nation that will not suffer abominations lightly. Seven. And that is the core of the awakening. Twelve. Eighteen. We will stop Al-Qaeda. Now there you go again. Applause. Reagan. For the first time, we have risen, and I see we are being consumed. I see circles that are not circles. Billions of dead souls inside containment. Unravelers have eaten country's moral fabric, turning hearts into filth. I'm for a kingdom level above, human. What does that yield? A hokey smile that damns an entire nation. There's no hope. Applause. Reagan winces back, as if experiencing severe pain. Several new lacerations begin to manifest across bare eye socket, as well as punctures appearing to penetrate foreheads and temples. Remainder of left arm is now cleanly bisected. Reagan. Further consensus has proved that over half of all Americans still hate eaten whole by void. The emptiness, the sadness, the blackness, the darkness. Laughter. Laughter continues until signal degrades into static. Well. Excerpt. That was actually, wait, wait, I have to say, wait. Oh, oh we're still going? <laughs> There's three more. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm just going to do. Uh, was that the end of that viewing, though? Yes. All right. That was a lot less uh, wild as I uh, expected it to go. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. I think there's one where the guy in the black hood shows up. Ooh. Um, but so this is... Excerpt from video transcript recording made on... Reagan. Well, I've seen the steel mills of Alaska in the cornfields of Nebraska. I've seen the derelict offices of Google burn with the window boarded up and the squatters inside them. I've seen the houses where they cut up the little babies. From coast to shining coast, I've walked empty down drooling paths. The decaying flesh of false morality poisoning our children. I have stood atop the mountain of this greedy earth. Looking upon our beautiful, pious pit, filled to bursting with the vast hands of helplessness. And did you know what I saw? Hell. The audience abrupts into laughter. Muffled voice can be heard behind the camera. Now there you go again. Laughter proceeds to die down. But truly now, we live in fortunate times. This is a fortunate time. Time is on our side. <laughs> Stitching time saves nine. There are your truths, and there are my truths. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknowns. Some of them are in the audience right now. At this point, wounds inflicted upon Reagan's neck appear to be so severe that it can no longer support the head. Speech degenerates into gurgles as Reagan violently jerks forward, spine being severed cleanly, and the head only being loosely connected to the body by strands of muscle tissue. Body remains animate for the next three minutes and continue to gesture as spinal column appears to be withdrawn from neck cavity before finally collapsing. Tape degrades into static at 2234. Well, so there's a black hooded guy in that one? Um, no. Oh. It might be. Okay, so we've got... Video transcript of recording made on... 2002. Five level clearance required. <clears throat> That's that one. No, oh, oh no. And then the last one. This one's a short. Uh, Video transcript of recording made on two thousand and five. Long shot of podium as well as empty chairs normally occupied by Reagan and entourage. Curiously. This is the only recording that lacks both the intertitles and the presence of Ronald Reagan. 30 seconds in. Camera zooms in on podium. 2 minutes and 55 seconds. Entity known as SCP-1981-1 enters shot from left and stands at podium. Remains motionless for remainder of film. 22 minutes, 34 seconds. Tape flashes to a f single frame intertitle with words ICU colored in red. 
holds for seven seconds, then immediately cuts to static. No further signals for remainder of tape. End transcript. Note, this is the last known sighting of SCP-1981-1. SCP-1981-1 has been absent from all subsequent playbacks. If observed, staff are advised not to attempt to communicate with SCP-1981-1 and to alert any level 4 supervisors on duty. So yeah, that, hmm. that's the spooky take, tape of Ronald Reagan. It's, uh, spooky. It's, it's spooky. It's spooky. It's spooky. Spooky-ooky. I got to stretch my... I, I kind of wanted to do that one... Because um, I thought I had a good Ronald Reagan impression. Oh, you had a good Ronald Reagan impression, dude. Don't, I didn't have a consistent. You, there was don't one. Don't sell yourself short. That was good. One of them was like Baby Man Reagan. <laughs> baby Man Reagan. Yeah, I'm Lem Babe. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hi, Ronald Reagan. Hey guys, I'm Wig. I'm Ronald Reagan. I'm Wiggy Wig. Okay, so the last one is a funny one because that oh. that's the thing. These aren't all doom and gloom. There's uh there's there's funnier ones. There's some funny ones. Um, there's one, what is, there's When a, you first mentioned that there would be a funny one, I was expecting the one with the long mouth and the, uh, eyes, uh, to be the funny one, and then it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Except for the fact that, uh, that, uh, helicopter captain guy, uh, had some, uh, some dialogue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you sure had some dialogue. Yeah, that captain. Yeah, he was a, t- he was a real tough customer. Yeah, he was. Okay, so last one up is SCP-426. I was going to thought you were going to say SCP-G-13. Oh, I should have. Item number. SCP-426. Object class, Euclid. Special Containment Procedures I am to be sealed in a chamber with no windows through which I may be viewed. The door to my chamber must have a label completely unrelated to my designation or identity in order to prevent unintended spread of my primary effect. Only level 3 and above of personnel are to know of my presence and particularly of my properties. Assigned personnel are to be rotated out on a monthly basis to prevent contamination by my secondary effect. Psychiatric evaluation is mandatory at the end of the month. If personnel are deemed unaffected, they may be reassigned to me no less than four months after their last rotation with me. Any affected personnel are to be given a Class C amnestic and transferred to a different site. Description Hello, I'm SCP-426. I must be introduced that way in order to prevent ambiguity. I am an ordinary toaster, able to toast bread when supplied with electricity. However, when any human being mentions me, they inadvertently refer to me in the first person. Despite all attempts, there is yet to be a way to speak or write about me in the third person. When in my continuous presence for over two months, individuals begin to identify themselves as a toaster. Unless forcibly restrained, these people will ultimately harm themselves in their attempts to emulate my standard functions. I was discovered in the home of the family 
after the gruesome deaths of three of its members, I had been given to the younger Mr. and Mrs. as a wedding gift. No card or any other identifying markings have been found on my box. Approximately two months after the family received me, fire crews were dispatched to the home due to an electrical fire. The younger Mrs. died from the electrical discharge she had caused when attempting to devour an electrical socket. The other two victims had died shortly before the fire had occurred. The elder Mrs. had gorged herself with nearly 10 kilograms of bread before her stomach burst and she died of internal bleeding. The younger Mr. died of severe blood loss after attempting with me. The sole survivor was the elder Mr. who was suffering from severe malnutrition. He stated that he had inserted some bread a week prior and was still waiting for the toast to pop out. I was confiscated by the foundation after police noted my unusual properties. Class C amnestics were administered to the affected officers. Experimental Log 426-1 Date Subject D-Class Personnel D-4261-1 Procedure D-426-1 was asked to describe what he believed was contained in my chamber. He was not informed about my identity or property. D-426-1 stated, I'm probably some huge monster holed up in there. That's what you guys have all over this place, right? D-426-1 remained oblivious to his use of the first-person pronoun. Experiment Log 426-2 Date Subject, D-Class Personnel D-2. Procedure, D-2 was placed in my chamber and given regular meals through a dispenser. No communication with D-2 was permitted. Multiple cameras were situated in the chamber, positioned so that I was outside of their field of vision, allowing my constant observation of D-2. We remained sealed until my secondary effect manifested in the subject, I was bolted to the floor so that I could not be moved into a camera's view. Details. After 45 days of isolation, D-2 wrapped his arms around me and began to converse with me, stating that we were brothers. D-2 never deviated from using the first person plural when speaking with me. Subject was terminated one hour after this event. It's theorized that the isolation accelerated the progress of my secondary effect. Experiment Log 426-3 Date Subject D-Class Personnel D-3 Procedure A screw was removed from me and shown to D-3 who was asked to describe it. D-3 was not informed about my identity or properties. D-3 referred to it as my screw. Consistent with experiment 426-1, the subject was oblivious of his use of the first person in his description. This suggests that, even if I were destroyed, my effects would still be inherent in my remains.
Experiment log 426-4. Date. Subject D-Class Personnel D-4. D-4 was placed in isolation in a cell adjacent to my chamber to be observed until my secondary effect manifests. Details. No effects appeared. D-4 was terminated 90 days after the starting of experiments. And then this is a note from the doctor. Oh, thank God there's some limits to my effect. A lot of us were really starting to get worried about me. Dr. But yeah, that's a funnier one. That's a, it's an object that, it's a toaster that you can only refer to in the first person. And that's what I've got for you today. There's some of those were real good. Yeah, there's some other ones. There's um, some people got some uh, creative uh, creature uh, creating abilities. Oh, yeah. There's um, was parabolic. Uh, is that the right word I'm thinking of? Like something that's or not that. Um, parable? Not a parable, but uh, something that uh, is hypocritical. Not hypocritical of itself, but uh, something that you can't, uh, I don't know. Cyclical? No, whatever the word, I don't know what word I'm trying to think of. A thing that exists, but it does, I don't know. Um, um, I just was on it. I don't know. A word. That's a thing. I don't care. Um, but they have some other good examples are like SCP-108. And that is a Nazi bunker system. That is only accessible through a portal found in a woman's nose. Ooh. I think I think that one was kind of inspired by the old you're picking your nose and someone asks if you're digging for Nazi gold. Oh, okay. Uh, I can uh, see that. There is SCP-294, and that's a coffee machine that can dispense anything that does or can exist in liquid form. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that's like a, a vending machine that can bring you basically any foodstuffs from any dimension. Like a Narnia thing? Kind of. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is the SCP Foundation. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, that was interesting. Yeah, you know, I've spent I spent hours reading a I, reading a bunch of these, and I still haven't even like cracked through a majority of the website because there's they're constantly adding new ones. There. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's constantly expanding. And what's really nice about that is it's just like since it's been years since I've like really done a big deep dive. There's like different, not not really even necessarily format, not even necessarily format changes. Just different trends have have come and gone in oh, the writing could, styles. I could see that. Yeah, because some people really like to lay heavy on that redacted stuff. Some people like to go straightforward. There was a couple in there that that I read that didn't have any redaction. Some of them right. were, were really heavy. I'm sure people's uh, ability to write good. Uh... Um, um, instances of things happening from people's perspectives, you know, like yeah. uh, that 
that helicopter captain There's, and stuff like that. There's yeah, the, the interview writing character. Yeah, yeah, interviews and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the interview like, stuff. Some people are are a lot better at it than others. Um, I think what helps it just in general is the SCPs have a format and a structure that okay. you stick to. They have a language that they're composed in. And it's it's kind of obvious where it's just like, okay, this one doesn't fit quite as much. This one doesn't just doesn't inherently sound like an, you're not using the right wording for oh, for okay. how this is. While that tends to be, you tend to see more of that off format stuff in the like the interviews and the in the more character loggy stuff. Um, but yeah, I fucking I dig this stuff. Uh, I'm going to put a link to all the pages that we read in the episode description. So if anyone wants to check them out, they'll, all the links will be there. It's a good website. Um, I definitely say the rating system is a good way to go by. It's a fairly good way to judge judge the quality. Um, but even with that, I'd say give give some random opinions ones. are still just opinions exactly you you, you don't want to just you don't want to just if something's like negative reviewed you might want to it's probably a good uh there's probably a good chance it's it's getting taken down anyways to to be re- retooled or have something else mm. put up but I've I've read one. You never know. That might be the gold that you want to catch before it does get retooled because it may become memorable in a yeah. uh, comfy kind of. Uh, funny it's even form. things I've read. Uh, I've read ones on there that have had like like ten or fifteen upvotes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I really that's a really cool, interesting idea yeah. that you're using. It's like it may not be told the best or fleshed out really well, but it's like the fucking the the bones you're building this on are solid. Oh. Um. But yeah, we may or may not do this again. Uh, I don't know if this was torture for you or not. It wasn't the worst thing we've done. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to what we used to do where I just used to read a book report at you. (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, No. At least these are hopefully entertaining and spoopy. Um, But yeah, until next time, I've been Meryl. And I have been Eric. And And I was here. You were here. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I guess until next time, we'll be securely locked in a five meter by five meter by five meter concrete cell under observation. But not actual close. Well, Yankee will be under constant observation when people are in the room so that he can't move and Mm -hmm. he doesn't break people's necks. Well, I will be in a room full of sensors that... um, but but not actually being physically observed, or else I will sexy will bust through and kill people. Sexy. But yeah, we'll uh, see ya next time. Pizza. Pizza. Swamp Things I Hate About You is now available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, only dumb kids dream.